This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, Quinn Amorum. Welcome to the show, my friend. Today, directly from Dallas, we have a broker with over 16 years of experience in selling real estate in multiple states. He's also a multi-million dollar producer for the last five years in a row, going on six now. He has over 90 YouTube videos. For three times, he was voted D Magazine Best Realtor in Dallas, and he's number 13 out of the top 20 realtors in social media in 2018 and 19. It is Chris Bentley. Chris, how's Hi. it going? I'm fantastic. How are you? Thanks for having me. Chris, it's it's a pleasure. Uh, one thing I want to tell you is uh, when, when anybody says your name, Chris Bentley, or not anybody, when I say it, automatically... I picture luxury, maybe associated because of the Bentley brand. Is that, do you feel that people think the same way or is it just me? Uh, well, everybody jokes with me, like, where's the Bentley? Or like, you know, uh, if your name was Chris Ferrari, would you own a Ferrari? So like, it's just kind of a funny, uh, uh, you know, conversation breaker. But yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I like to do a lot of luxury stuff. Uh, you know, I have really nice t- uh, tastes and usually a lot of my clients do the same. So um, that's just kind of what I, that's my realm of expertise is a lot of luxury. So it fits in perfectly then. Yeah. So, in, and you're in Dallas. Uh, is that common to have uh, luxury homes? Like what's the average price for a single family home? Uh, usually it's like 250 is an average price. Uh, you know, you're talking about the Bible Belt, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's a South, so it's not as expensive, but there's pockets that are very expensive. So. Uh, like the Highland Park University Park, uh, that area is pretty expensive. Parts of Frisco, parts of Plano are very expensive. So uh, you're going to get into the 1.5 to 15 million um, and pushing higher. Beautiful. So that's like that's a great payday getting one of those 15 yeah. million out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I assume you are a broker, and you also were or are. Um, a realtor is uh, what's the difference between the two of them? Well, I was a salesperson, so I was a realtor. Um, and then I just recently passed my broker's exam in January and became a brokerage. So uh, Bentley Fine Properties is my brokerage. Um, and then what that enables me to do is uh, actually like push off a lot of the stuff that I can't handle onto other people that are also licensed and they can go out and sell for me. Um, and it's a team thing. So I don't take that whole, like, I don't have a big head about it. You know, everybody has a role in the, in the business and everybody has their own business. So um, it's just, we kind of try to help out each other. And that's just kind of a team thing that we do. So what's your favorite thing about being a broker? Uh, there's just a, a lot of different level of respect. Um, it's kind of, you know, when you're a realtor, you're just like somebody that just passed their license and you're out there just trying to get deals. Uh, when you're a broker, you have more responsibility. Uh, the buck stops with you. So if something goes wrong, like it's you, uh, somebody that's a client, like a, a client, a customer, and you, you know, they're not happy. You have to figure out a way to make them happy. Um, you know, you have to, not only, you know, do you have yourself to uh, deal with, but, you know, you have other agents now that look up to you to make sure that, you know, deals go correctly. And the unfortunate thing is, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs really don't understand this when you start building a business is that you go from being more of a salesperson to a lot more of the person that just puts out fires every day. Like I wake up early and it's, you know, an email box full of fires 
Um, you know, I have three companies. I have, you know, Bentley Pine Properties. I have my capital management company, which is uh, Parker Prescott Capital. And then I have an, an Amazon store. And I just took that on as a kind of a joke between uh, me and my friend that does it. Um, but there's problems everywhere. So every morning I wake up with, you know, a whole new set of problems. Yeah, so it's it's fantastic that when you when you get into the position of basically owning a company, when you we feel that's going to be well, that's where the freedom comes. That's actually the position where you have to put out everybody else's fires first thing in the morning. I know that feeling. By the time I wake up, there's probably thirty notifications on my phone from Skype, WhatsApp. Uh, I'm not even counting emails, right? Those could be a hundred. Right. Uh, so yeah, and and most of them are fires, right? So somebody else's emergencies that we got to deal with. Yeah, always a problem. Always a problem. So you mentioned something that uh, basically that's what my expertise is. Is the you mentioned you have an Amazon store? Uh, do you uh, is it private label products or do you wholesale retail? Uh, I do wholesaling. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I don't do wholesaling. I do retail. So I just flip stuff. Um, okay. It started out with my buddy. He did. I think he did a hundred thousand uh, when I first met him, and we worked together. And it was just kind of a joke. And I was like, you know, I was like, look, man, like, you know, I sell real estate. Like, I don't know, you know, what the heck you're doing. And he's like, oh, dude, you don't even know. Like, this is fantastic, and we can just go, you know, shopping and go take stuff off the shelf and then turn around and flip it for hire. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I sell luxury homes. Like, I make X amount of dollars, whatever. And then the next year, he did 150,000. And the year after that, he did close to 200,000. And I was like, okay, well, now I got, now you got my attention. So uh, it started out kind of as a friendly, you know, wager, like who could sell more. Um, and of course, he won because he had a lot more experience, but it was just fun. Um, it's still a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it, when I was a kid and all growing up, uh, I was the, the kid that washed cars back in the day and like sh uh, shoveled snow because I grew up on the East Coast and uh, dude, whatever I had to do to, you know, carry people's uh, groceries and stuff just to make a couple bucks. And then I take those couple bucks and buy stuff. And then um, we didn't have Amazon or eBay back in the day. So we would have to like hustle our friends and be like, yeah, I got this cool baseball card. I'll trade you this one for, you know, whatever I wanted. Um, now it's a lot different, but I take the same principles that, you know, back then that I was doing it, just more of a scalable business. So uh, it's a lot of fun. I still do it. I don't do it as much. I got way too much stuff going on uh, right now. I'm just doing a lot of toys, um, just buying from wholesalers and flipping. Um, but yeah, it's just fun. I just, it, it's, it makes me happy. Let's just say that. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. And I mean, if there's an opportunity there to make an extra six figures, it, just doing something that is actually fun so as long as it's fun i mean there's no reason to say no right right you always right now it's actually for retail arbitrage it may not be the ideal time but for example wholesaling private labeling if you're creating you know uh, some brands this would be the perfect timing because right now most people have to stay home and uh, i mean all you need is a laptop and you can do any type of work uh, talking about that how does that influence now the the real estate market how, how does it work because most people are probably not hunting for homes at this time is that correct uh it's actually the opposite i've been really busy um a lot of real estate agents i think have kind of packed in a little bit the last two weeks mm -hmm. um and then that's left a lot of availability for me to go show more properties um 
this is the busy time for me, usually starting in the late part of April, going into all the way into the last part of August. Um, a lot of people, A, are relocating here from different parts of the country because we have no state tax. And then also, and we also have uh, a lot of headquarters here that are moving, um, so bringing their employees. And then uh, just people move in general once the school year is done. So um, I'm extremely busy. Um, I know the agents that I'm working with in my brokerage are extremely busy. So um, it's a good thing. The things that have changed a lot are uh, people have gone from buying to renting because a lot of people have been either laid off or they've taken a salary hit. Um, a lot of people also have been uh, not, they, they'll do a loan or something like that, but loans are taking a little bit longer. Uh, banks are being a little bit more constrictive about who they lend money out to because they're worried about uh, if the people are going to pay, you know, yeah. job losses occur. And then, uh, you know, it's just, it's a crazy time. I've done a lot of uh, virtual tours. Uh, a lot of people don't want to actually see the house in person. They'll actually do a virtual tour. And that's okay. It's about the same in terms of time uh, that you spend at the house. It just doesn't have, I don't have the same feel for the customer or the client um, than I would be if it was like a face to face. I could see the body language if they, you know, if they like me or if they like, you know, the house, stuff like that. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, I mean, it's great that you can do the virtual tours for, for the those that really can't be there, but being there in person has a different impact. And I know from experience of being on, on the buying side, if you walk into a place, even the smells, uh, if it's a positive smell, I guess, it can it can help you make that decision, right? If all the lights are on, and you know, walking into a place that smells good can help that decision. While virtual tour, you miss a lot of those aspects. And uh, I guess it still opens the doors for a lot of the traffic that can't be there in person, but still different, right? Yeah, it's just different. And uh, for me, you know, in this business, there's a lot of people that just kind of kick the tires and they say that they want to do something, but at the end of the day, they like to change. Um, I can't really pick up on that in video like they'll be like yeah yeah this is really great you know you're doing a fantastic job but like you know now i'm just like i'm not interested anymore so i can't really tell that's true yeah i didn't think of that but in doing it virtually there's a lot of more tire kickers will show up because there's no they don't have to overcome anything to actually physically go to a location and do the walkthrough there could be yeah i mean there's no real time loss i mean they're sitting at home Right. And then like they really don't have anything to do. So they're probably working from home. So it's like they got all day. Like, why not go send Chris out to go look at some houses? Right. So uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, I'm, I'm a little more picky. I'm like, you know, are you sure you're going to move here? If it's a relocation, like, are you pre-approved? Are you paying cash? Uh, what's really the story? And if it's like, oh, you know, I'm looking for like six months down the line. I'm like, well, like, you know, I'm probably not your guy. You know, let's wait until it gets a little closer. Yeah. So what are some of the failures or um, some of the pitfalls of being a business owner? Oh man, there's a ton of them. Uh, I mean, as a business owner, um, you know, I'll just talk about some of the stuff that I've done. Uh, I have extremely big eyes. So for me, um, I'm not really scared of failure um, at all. Like I just kind of wear it and as like a pride, like a, you know, going into battle. So for me, um, I'm willing to take a lot of gambles and a lot of risks to see if the outcome is going to be what I think it's going to be. So I play this whole like mind game in my head a lot. And 
that sometimes has led me to fortunes and sometimes has led me to absolute disaster. And uh, it was almost two years ago, I signed up with a lead company and I bought all the zip codes in the Dallas area. And I was like, this is it. Like, I'm going to kill it. Um, you know, watch out world. And they got delisted from Google. So people would go online looking for homes and they wouldn't be the first or second or third option. They would just be like the ninth page, right? So, um, or even, you know, not even on there, you know, delisted. So uh, it was really difficult and I couldn't get out of the contract. So I was paying thousands and thousands of dollars every single month uh, to something that I was getting zero from. And it was just killer because now, you know, you wake up every day and you're like, well, I got no new leads to call. And then I got this massive overhead that's coming in every single month. Uh, so it was pretty difficult. Um, I lost everything. Uh, I was about to move into my newly leased car. Um, I was about 20 or 30 days away from that, uh, over 22,000 in debt. So yeah, like it was pretty brutal. It was definitely a, a gut punch. Uh, you know, I've been broke before, I've been bankrupt before, so I know what it was like. And, you know, I wasn't scared. It's just, you know, you had to start down at the bottom again. So, you know, a hundred bucks was like a big deal versus, you know, when you move up the chain, like a thousand, 10,000 was a lot of money. Uh, so it's just, it's difficult. You know, I had to get a job and, you know, that hurt my pride. So it's just brutal. Oh yeah. I trust me. I've been on both sides. So I know how it is when some days a hundred bucks is, is nothing. And then there's times where a hundred bucks is like, wow. Yeah. yeah welcome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, I mean, every entrepreneur has been there because that's, I guess, what makes the entrepreneur is the willingness to take risks and not all are going to pay back. Uh, a lot of them, the majority are actually going to fail. And I mean, if you keep trying, there's going to be one that's going to be a success and more than likely that success will pay off all the other failures. So, and that's what business is. That's what entrepreneurship is. Right, yeah, Chris? it's crazy. I mean, it's just, you go into battle every day and then sometimes you just like absolutely get crushed and then you have to start back at zero. And the key is like to keep going. Um, there's been a couple of times where like I kind of stopped and like, you know, let some time pass by. And that was like probably the worst thing I could have ever done was because, you know, you get in a role and, you know, you have uh, whatever that is, whether you're selling real estate or doing whatever it is that you do as a business owner and then people look at you as the expert in that. And then when you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go and stop and just become a bartender. And people are like, well, you know, what happened here? You know, uh, and you can't really do that. Um, and I learned that the hard way is like you build up a lot of momentum and then like something happens and then uh, you have to go like get a job or something like I did. And then all of a sudden you can't just be like, okay, for the next, you know, two or three years, I'm going to be a bartender and disregard the fact that I was a, a great realtor or, salesperson yeah and you mentioned something about like building building yourself so basically branding yourself and and that's something that that you do and everybody should be doing of course uh so how is how are you successful at building your, your own branding i know you have 90 videos on youtube that's going to be huge that's going to be a big help what else do you do I do a lot of social media stuff i i kind of took a step back the last probably two months or so three months uh, just because I got had so much stuff on my plate, just trying to get the business running. I had different vendors I had to call every single day. You know, I was just like really working myself to death. Uh, now it's going to be more of a push for social media. Um, you know, I was one of the best or was number 13 the last two years. So uh, I may take a hit, but 
uh, I've been putting out more quality stuff, I think, than I, I ever have been. So um, I just kind of took that time off to get better at uh, a lot of the graphic stuff, a lot of the YouTube graphic stuff, a lot of just like really simple stuff that other people would probably kind of like just laugh at. But when you're trying to run businesses, you don't really take a lot of time to learn how to like create awesome thumbnails for YouTube videos to get more views mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So um, I've been in a couple of magazines recently. Uh, I've been doing a lot more uh, stuff on like the PR side of it. So people yeah. will, you know, Google my name and get access to my company and kind of do some research on that. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely the way to go. Right. So when you put the content out there, great content that is shareable and people start sharing, then you get organic momentum. And another one of the ways is, for example, like right now on a podcast, because there's, you never know who's listening, right? And in in your particular case, for example, an audience in in the UK or Australia or Canada may not be a big help for you uh, unless these people are planning on moving. But there's definitely a lot of people in the US that are listening that may require your services. And here's, I mean, this podcast, any other podcast is a great way to put yourself out there too. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea is to label yourself as an expert. So when people, you know, look up, you know, your particular name, they're going to be like, or your particular brand or company, they're going to be like, oh, like, you know, this, you know, guy or gal really knows their stuff. Like, obviously, like, they're good people or, you know, they're great to work with or they're worth the money to work with. Uh, So that's the whole idea is to provide value and, and backstop it with actual, you know, results. Like, oh, yeah, this person's pretty good. So, Chris, one of the things we don't hear often is about how to sell your home or people selling their home, right? The most thing, we, the thing we hear the most, I mean, is about buying real estate. How about selling it? If I have a home or somebody in your neighborhood that has a home, how do they go about selling it? And is it the time to sell? Um, it is right now. Um a very good time to sell. There isn't very much inventory. A lot of people are really scared. I mean, and I would be too, mm-hmm. uh, just to have like random strangers kind of walk through my house and then, you know, me come back in and then I'm like, oh, I have to wipe down all the knobs and like spray Lysol and stuff. Um, it's just, it's a really weird time, but yeah, it's a great time to list your home because you're going to have multiple offers. Uh, and this is in the Texas area. I don't know about other areas. Um, you know, New York may be a little different, obviously, you know, what's going on over there. Um, but here it's, you know, it's a very hot market. Um, to list your home is pretty simple. I mean, obviously you want to get it on MLS. Um, that's a multiple listing service, um, and get that out. So other realtors can look at it and point their clients to it. Um, of course, realtor.com and Zillow have access to MLS. So, you know, you got to do it that way to get on there. Um, you can do it as a for sale by owner. It's just more difficult. If you want to do it as a hip pocket, um, which is like a non-MLS listing. Um, that's a good avenue, but that's usually for more of like a more expensive home. Um, I will tell you that the houses that are selling quickly are the ones that are uh, remodeled and are modern and new. So uh, we have a lot of new construction here. So I've been doing a lot of new construction because people will go out and look at a 1980s or 1990s home and be like, well, why would I want to buy this when I can use the same money to buy something that's brand new? So mm-hmm. that's what I've been running into. Yeah, I saw I saw one of your videos. You were doing a walkthrough on a $3 million home, 2.9 something. And Chris, that was a great job because I wanted it. I was looking at that. I'm like, okay, I want this. That was uh, a nice home. 
There you go. So one of the things I hear a lot in when it comes to social media, people share uh, sometimes things that they shouldn't, other things that they shouldn't take in. And then sometimes we hear things that are the truth that deep down we all know it's somewhat somewhat truth, even though not not everybody talks about it. But there's a lot of, how can I put this, lonely entrepreneurs, right? Uh do you hear those things and basically is it is it true and why would you think that entrepreneurs tend to be more are they like lone wolves maybe um i mean i'm like a classic example so i sit in this chair that i'm sitting in for probably 16 hours a day depending on what's going on um so you know usually trading hours i'm watching the stock market if i'm out showing properties and i'm usually in my car seat and then I'm back into this seat and I'm usually like running companies, right? So um, I don't spend a whole lot of time going out because when I go out, it's usually a lot of negative people or it's people that um, aren't, you know, into the same thing as I am. Unless I'm in a, a different room, it's like a networking event or something like that. So um, just going out to, let's say, like a bar or restaurant or something like that and you're out, you know, hanging out, um, you're going to end up probably not meeting people that, are at the same level as you or the same aspirations as you and then you're going to have like a lot of people that are just kind of negative and just want to get drunk or do whatever they want to do and that's cool it's just that i'm on a different level so um you know it's almost boat season now so i'm going to see a lot of people spending their saturdays and sundays on boats which is fantastic like i would love to do that but saturdays and sundays i'm usually book showing houses all day so my day off is monday so there isn't a whole lot of people that I can call up on Monday and be like, yo, bro, let's go like hang out at the bar, right? Because everybody's at work. Like that's Monday is the start of their day. So, or the start of their week, whereas Monday is usually the end of my week. Um, so it's just different. It's very lonely. Uh, you know, there's unfortunately in the entrepreneur space, a lot of people don't talk about people you know, committing suicide because they don't feel like, you know, there's just not a very supportive culture being alone by yourself. You know, sitting in a in a room for 16 hours working at a computer, it's just it's not very supportive. So um, it's just different. You know, it's just a different mindset. Uh, being a business owner isn't for everyone, and that's why there isn't business owner isn't. You know, everybody's not business owners, right? So it's just different. I mean, I can't really explain it, but it is a very lonely. Uh, you know, if if you have a significant other, like they're not going to appreciate you you know, spending your Saturdays and Sundays showing houses when they want to go and have like a, you know, they have to attend a family event or like a birthday shower or a baby shower or whatever it is, or a birthday party. Um, and then you're out like hustling selling houses. So uh, I've come up against that and just, it's very difficult. Hopefully, you know, the spouse or a loved one uh, recognizes that, that, you know, that's what your love or your passion is. You know, when I, when I did the Amazon and I did a lot of it, I mean, I would sit, everybody would go out on like a Friday or Saturday night. And for me, that was like my labeling night. So I spent all night labeling stuff so that I can get it out Saturday morning to UPS to ship it. So, you know, a lot of people just didn't understand that. They're like, man, you're only making like a dollar product. And I was like, yeah, but I got like 35 boxes of product, like, you know, here in my room, like ready to go and I have to label it. And they're like, well, I don't understand. So it just takes a, a, a really strong will to do that. Yeah. And you know, you know, another big difference that most people don't notice is that uh, sometimes they say, oh, but you, um, you stayed home and you packaged the, all those things and you sent them in. 
and you only made, for example, a hundred bucks profit uh, out of out of everything. So you were better off coming out with us. But the difference is, going out, you would have spent two hundred. You stayed, you made a hundred. The difference are three hundred bucks. Yeah. So, and I mean, I understand completely the the. I call it the the uh, brainwave. People that are in the same brainwave, the majority are not in the same brainwave as me because right. I used to. I used to love partying. I used to love going out every single day. Uh, of course, this was years ago. I used to love when I had nothing to do, sit on the couch, watch TV, watch movies. Right now, I consider it a waste of time. And, and that's just because I changed. And I guess you are probably in the same mindset as me. Uh, most of those things are, are meant to distract us, make us feel good in that moment. But tomorrow, we're going to regret what we didn't do yesterday. So I try to do that even though it's, I mean, sometimes it's tiring. And, and I do like you. Sometimes 16 hours a day, it goes from 12 to 16. I have three kids and the wife. So uh, I do see them. Often, because I I do own the business and my businesses are e-commerce related in Amazon, like uh, like you know, and uh, so I, I do that full time. I get I get to see them during the breaks that I pick, but still I still do, and I have a team of five, Chris, but I still can't put everything. I don't want to give everything out to them to do, so it's hard to balance it. Yeah, I mean, you have a family, which is a full-time commitment as well. So that's, I consider that a full-time job anyway. So you're really, you're juggling a full-time job plus your, you know, your other businesses. So Chris, I know you have a few websites or by a few, I know, I know at least a couple. And then of course, all your social media. Uh, so out of those, let, let people know if they want to find you, if they want to get a house in Dallas, or if they have one to sell, or it doesn't even need to be in Dallas, right? You can, it can be anywhere around there yeah i do all of dallas fort worth so all of um and then if if anybody needs anything pretty much outside of that i could do like what they call relocation meaning i could find an agent for you so where can people find you chris uh it's chris d as in danger bentley.com um and then that's my personal website the brokerage is bentleyfindproperties.com um you can just google chris d bentley and you'll come up with you know six to eight to maybe nine pages of stuff for me um, LinkedIn is the same, Christy Bentley, uh, or also my Facebook is the same. Um, I don't do any Snapchat, even though I have an account and I do tweet. So you can find some Twitter stuff. Uh, ParkerPrescott.com is my capital management company. So I have a lot of websites, <laughs> a lot of social media. There you go. I got them all here. Uh, so I'll put them all in the show notes for everybody that's listening. Chris Bentley. Chris, it was a pleasure having you here. It's fantastic. Whenever I'm in Dallas, I'm going to go see you. And uh, together, we were talking off the air about who killed JR. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. The country, uh, everybody thinks that you know, Dallas is uh, like that show, Dallas. And I was like, well, it's, it's kind of like Fort Worth more, you know, 10 gallon hats and cowboys and horses. Uh, but yeah, it's a, little, a lot different here in Dallas. It's more city. Um, and then, of course, if any of the listeners want any of my four books, that my ebooks that I have on Amazon.com, uh, just message me. I'll send it out to you for free, uh, just for being a listener on the show. Perfect. There you go. You listen. You heard Chris. He has four books that he published, and if you contact them, you can get uh, Chris will send you them. 
There you yeah, go. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. It was a thank pleasure you. to have you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for subscribing to Fail Fast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit failfastpodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story. <laughs>